You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. As it's Tuesday, it's of course weighing on Wednesday. And the reason it's weighing on Tuesday, or what, is because tomorrow is a public holiday because uh, the small matter of a general election in the Republic of South Africa, Wayne McCurry from FMB Wealth and Investment. You must be excited about this. And this podcast, by the way, is brought to you by shaynet.co.za. Are you excited about the election as an investor, Wayne? Actually, I am, yes. And I'm very positive. You know me, I generally take a glass-half-full approach. (laughs) And it boils down to one simple thing. If the ANC scores above 58%, 58%. Well, more correctly, yeah. let's say if, if, if Cyril Ramaphosa scores above 58 because he's actually doing the scoring, not the party, yeah. it will be very well received by markets and the RAND should strengthen and the South African shares, in other words, the, the ones with the majority of their business in South Africa should do well as well. So I actually am quite excited. The second most important thing is to see what the EFF does. Okay, well, the EFF is something that we can talk about in a moment, but you've been very prescriptive when it comes to a percentage. You say anything above 58% you think will be positive for the country and the international observers will say, well, that means that the ANC has got another mandate for another number of years and therefore they can get on with things with Mr. Ramaphosa, President Ramaphosa at the helm. Correct, yes, that's entirely correct. And, of course, there's lots of rumours going around that... uh, that, uh, President Ramaphosa will be kicked out after the election. That's absolute rubbish. This. It's, it's actually virtually impossible to actually kick out a sitting president until the next ANC conference. The president must either resign or must be found guilty in a court of law. So all the stories about he's just the, for the election and uh, he's going to be kicked out afterwards, it, it, is, it is practically impossible to do that. So what are you going to do? Let's say it's a 58.7% majority for the ANC, the ruling ANC, the African National Congress. And never mind what the DA does because they're a sideshow. Never mind what the EFF does. That's a sideshow, a noisy sideshow in football terms. They're a noisy neighbour. What are you going to do the day after Mm. that they get the 58.7% that I've just alluded to? What are you going to buy or what have you already been buying in anticipation of this event? We we actually have bought already. So we've bought a lot of South African orientated shares, retailers and banks. We bought a lot of bonds and we're not as overweight overseas as what a lot of our competitors actually are. So within a balanced mandate, we are skewed positively towards a good election outcome because of the shares and the assets we own. So what you're saying is that you don't have your full allocation that you're allowed through Regulation 28 and all sorts of other things in overseas markets. You're underweight overseas markets at the moment. We are, yes. We underweight, we underweight non-rand exposure, yes. Mm, that's an interesting uh, stance because everyone I speak to says, right, well, you get, get as much out as you can. And if it goes to 30, 35, 40% over the next couple of years because of the policies of the uh, Treasury or the South African Reserve Bank, then... Just ship it out. But you're not one of those people. You're focusing, not entirely, but uh, very skewed towards domestic stocks. Yeah, for, for two reasons. One is, hopefully we get a favourable election outcome. And the SA shares that we've invested in have been so battered over the last, I could even call it 10 years, yeah. they are actually cheap. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, the rand above 14 is undervalued. 
But make no mistake, if the RAND strengthens, I don't know, pick a number, let's say it goes to 1350 over the next few months, we will go overseas because we are very critical, critically aware that over time you want probably an overweight position in non-RAND exposures. This is a very short, relatively short-term tactical exposure simply because the SA shares are cheap and we think the RAND's undervalued and we hope that that, that, that President Ramaphosa gets a good mandate and carries on with the reforms that are necessary. And if those things all come together, we should do quite well of, out of SA assets compared to global assets. But should we be fortunate enough to actually reap a benefit from our exposure, we will drop it. Because over time, you want a significant proportion of your money exposed to non-RAND uh, investments. Not just because you're negative on South Africa, there are way better investment opportunities overseas. It's quite interesting on, on the RAND. If you ignore tax for a moment, and of course you can't really, yeah. but let's just ignore tax. Okay. If you had have left money in dollars or in rands, earning dollar interest and earning rand interest for the last, call it 30 years, right. you'll be in much the same boat. Eh? You wouldn't be that different. Because our interest rates are 7% higher than overseas interest rates, and the rand over long time periods weakens by 7%. Of course, if you'd have held overseas equity versus South African equity, that's a completely different debate. But on a pure rand weakness argument, you actually compensated for that risk because of the higher interest rate in South Africa compared to interest rates overseas. So simplistically, you can buy a bond here at 9% versus 25 in America. It's an interesting comparison. Also interesting is what's happening with the overseas markets at the moment, because I've got on my screen, as we pre-record this interview, Wayne, 28.91 on the S&P futures, which is a, a 41-point fall, or more importantly, 1.4%. It had a huge smack yesterday after Mr. Trump's tweets, and then it bounced back. But now... Other people are saying, no, he's absolutely serious about this. And on Friday, he's going to raise tariffs from 10% to 25%. It's quite extraordinary what's going on. No, is this the real thing this time? Or are you going to be the optimist and say, no. this is just bluster? Look, look, unfortunately, you just do not know with President Trump. I mean, his advisors and his trade negotiators must dread treats <laughs> coming out from him because they yes. just issued. He doesn't discuss policy with them. He doesn't. He just does the tweet and that's it. However, I mean, quite frankly, who knows? Because of his unpredictability, anything could actually happen. Yeah. However, I still fall back to one basic rule in this whole argument about trade and discussions about trade and that. Trade tariffs will hurt China, but they will also hurt America. Right. And, and so I still cannot see, because I don't, I, don't, I don't doubt President Trump's intelligence, by the way. I've got to stop you there. I think he's stupid. Yeah. I think he's genuinely no, stupid. I think he's highly, no, I think he's highly intelligent. But I think he's genuinely argument. stupid. I think, so, well, I think he's got no emotional, no, 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 no filters on his emotion. Oh, EQ, in and, other words. Yeah, his EQ is incredibly low, in my view, but... <laughs> I think he's, well, maybe let's revise the intelligence. Let's just say he's an extremely astute politician. Oh. Extremely astute. No, you can't but, say that to me. And in, and in my view, 
he knows deep down that if he harms the American economy and the American economy goes into some sort of slowdown, stroke recession, stroke whatever, because of these trade tariffs, he will be slaughtered in the polls because his voters will be the ones that suffer the most. And I'm still going back to that one basic tenet in that I think it's bluster. But yeah. as I've said four times now, unfortunately with President Trump, you just yeah. simply don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Okay, so you, you've, bought a, you, you've bought ahead of the election. What happens if, if something doesn't pan out? Your pre-election... No, then, no, you haven't got bluster. It's not bluster. Your pre-election predictions don't pan yeah. out. Are you then going to say to yourself, well, actually, we were wrong, we so let's get out quickly. View. Are you going to change it quickly or are you just yes, going to... We, 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 will you? No, we will change our view quite quickly. I think we might be guarded, have a little bit of a guard on our side in that there's a lot of bad news in South African shares and in the RAND and in bonds at the moment. So if the, if the election, let's say the ANC gets 52%, yeah. I don't think there's that much downside, but then we would sell those shares because then the upside is very limited, simply because this election is going to give President Ramaphosa a mandate to stand up against his opposition within the ANC, because the ANC is effectively two parties. Yeah. You know, pro, the biggest pro, opposition to the ANC is actually inside the ANC. Pro Zuma well, the biggest opposition to the president is inside the ANC. Yeah, and there's still a pro-Zuma camp which is out there because obviously they want to feather their own nest. Now, let me um, just end this with something quite important. What is your voting strategy tomorrow, uh, Wayne? Are you going to get up in the morning and join the queue or are you going to saunter along at around about 4.47 in the afternoon and then go in there wherever, you've, wherever you live? Probably slaughter in the late, in the mid-afternoon because I think that will be the least busy. Because all the old people will go first thing in the morning because they like doing that because they're old. <laughs> but I'm not one of I'm old, but I'm not one of those. No, no, you can, stu- you can still walk, which is good, yeah. So then I'll just slaunt in there at about 2, 3 o'clock when hopefully the crowds are, are, are a bit diminished because otherwise you can stand there forever. Mm, okay. And, of course, I wouldn't ask you what party you're going to vote for. Are you going to? But I will ask the following thing. Are you voting with your head, with your heart, or are you voting strategically? I'm going to vote strategically. I know exactly what you're going to vote for, but I won't tell people. Wayne McCurry, thank you very much for your time. That was Wayne on Wednesday, Wayne on Tuesday. Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at FMB Wealth and Investment. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za.